Welcome to Not Your Mother's Menopause, Making Hormones Make Sense, with Dr. Fiona Lovely. Dr. Lovely is an expert on health, treating women and their families from around the world. Her specialities include endocrinology, functional neurology, and functional medicine. Please visit us at drlovely.com. And now, here's the doctor. Hello, Dr. Fiona Lovely here. Hi, hope everyone's had a great week. Uh, Easter weekend up here in Canada and around the world. And um, I know from living in the U.S. for uh, several years that um, uh, some countries celebrate it a little more than others. Just depends, I guess. And uh, uh, we take it as a four-day weekend up here in Canada. So it's a great time. And spring is coming in the northern hemisphere and it's just a beautiful time so uh, thanks for being with me today I feel very inspired to share with you some new stuff today so here we go the last few podcasts I've really talked about uh, the kinds of things that others are not speaking about um, probably because we have a deep amount of shame about female anatomy, the vagina, um, certainly the word pussy is getting a very big comeback these days. (laughs) So I'll I'll use it too, what the heck. Um, To talk about um, some of the issues that we can have around our anatomy. And we are so disempowered about the pelvic area and the female erotic anatomy, certainly. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be about eros. It can just be about the fact that we don't know where the urethra is or we don't know where the perineum is. We don't know what the pelvic floor is. So I'm going to talk about a little bit of that today, just kind of do a a 101, Lady Parts 101, I'm calling this episode, and see if I can, first of all, get you aware of some of the stuff um, that you may not have known before. And let me tell you how I've come to to bring this to you. I uh, recently was working with a woman, and um, as a chiropractor, part of what I do is I align the body, and and she is uh, pregnant, um, I think in her third trimester, within a month or two of actually having that baby. And one of the things that happens to women in that time is that our pelvic bowl can just kind of slip out of alignment. There's a lot, there's a hormonal cascade that happens in the third trimester that allows that to happen so that the baby can pass, right? But it can cause a woman a great deal of physical discomfort when the hips are out of alignment. So As I'm working with her, and one of the things I can do is realign the pelvis at the front side of the pelvis, right where the pubic bone is, I said something along the lines of, um, if you put your finger on your uh, pubic bone, that gives me a guide as to where I can go in to adjust it. And let's just say, ladies, she put her finger in a spot that was not her pubic bone. I'm pretty sure she thought I was talking about her clitoris. So I find this very interesting. Now I have different language that I'm using now that gets me better, (laughs) better outcomes, better 
geographical landmarks to figure out where to uh, actually apply the adjustment. But um, it really opened my mind because, you know, we've got this, we blame men, really. We blame men for the fact that we're not having an orgasm. But the truth is, there's a lot of us that haven't a clue where our own or our clitoris is, <laughs> let alone the dudes. And we're certainly not getting in school the way we should. So, okay, so let's just do a little 101 and see if I can't help uh, get rid of any of the um, uncertainty. So this is a great time to take out a mirror and have a look yourself or listen to my lesson first and then go ahead and take a look. So first thing I want to say to you is female erotic anatomy does not even to this day, appear in the medical textbooks, okay? Hear that. I can tell you at length how much we studied the uh, male uh, erotic anatomy. And I'm not just talking about after hours, ladies, when I'm in school. I'm talking about during school hours. We actually got lectures about it. And I recall being in the States that um, for some of the women, it was the first time they'd ever seen an uncircumcised penis. Because, of course, we got to see videos and and um, lots of photographs on, on how to do those exams. So quite fascinating. Um, I remember it well. So male erotic anatomy is taught at length. We, we've been studying it scientifically for a very long time. But to this day, 2017, female erotic anatomy still does not show up in medical textbooks. All right? And in fact, it was not even studied until 2009. Okay? 2009. That's not even 10 years ago. So we're learning a lot about this. Let's take a tour. So you have um, where I'm talking about is below the belly button and between your thighs. Okay, you'll have pubic hair in that area. And right at the top of where your pubic hair starts, you can actually feel the front of the pelvis or the pelvic rami up there. Um, and right in the center is the pubic symphysis. That's a fairly common term, so you may have heard of that. That's the part of our uh, pelvis that opens for the labor and delivery process. Okay? So, um, beyond the um, uh, pubic bone, uh, you have the labia. The outer labia, labia majora and labia minora, which are the inner lips, the outer lips and the inner lips. And on the just just as you 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 come down into the area between uh, your legs, you'll actually feel um, the clitoris right there, right at the top end. Now the clitoris is quite fascinating bit of anatomy. It turns out, it turns out it's not just uh, it's not just the little bean of tissue. Okay, it's actually a whole system. And that system uh, is the kind of spongy tissue that also makes up the penis. So it becomes engorged. Now, you belong to um, female uh, anatomy, so I know very well that you know that when you're aroused, you can tell a difference in terms of swelling. And there's a lot of changes that happen during that arousal process. So as that tissue becomes engorged, it turns out it has little tails. So think of it like a wishbone. 
Okay, the top of the wishbone bone is the clitoris. The rest of it is embedded into uh, the labia majora and around the vaginal opening. And it engorges, goes all the way down to the perineum. So it engorges with blood during um, arousal, and that's why you can feel that swelling that happens. So um, here's something really cool. The clitoris has just the part that you can touch uh, becomes has 8,000 nerve endings. That's twice as much as what's in the glands of the penis. And in case you don't know, all embryos start out as females. And at some point, for some of us, with the uh, X, X chromosome, female XY is, is male. When the XY chromosome kicks in, testosterone uh, kicks in, and then the clitoris becomes a penis. Okay, it's not the other way around, which is what we're taught, um, certainly by popular, popular culture, um, that the penis comes first. Uh-uh, clitoris comes first. Anyways, so uh, 8,000 nerve endings in the clitoris. Uh, it literally is the wiring for uh, the goddess in us, okay? So after the clitoris, if you're making your way down towards the anus, you will have a uh, urethral opening, uh, which you are not likely to feel, but you are likely to see if you're looking with a mirror. It's between the vaginal opening and the clitoris, okay? But it's a very small opening, but it has a sponge around it, and it's also considered part of the erotic anatomy. So farther down from there, we have the vaginal opening, which is where you would have intercourse with. Uh, that's where um, a uh, labor and delivery, a baby would emerge from this area. That's also the place that you menstruate from, okay? I know this is going to seem really simple to some of you, but for other women, this has never been explained to them properly, and they're too embarrassed to ask, so stick with me here. After the vaginal opening, there is a bit of tissue, it's different in size for every woman, called the perineum. It's the space between the vaginal opening and the anus. And of course, the anus is the distal end of the gastrointestinal tract where we eliminate. So, really, take out a mirror and take a look and see your own anatomy because there is a huge amount of variation, but those... Uh, those pieces and parts are fairly constant, if you will. So I think that's about what I wanted to cover with uh, this area. The truth is, um, let, let me say a few things about pelvic floor, actually. The pelvic floor is a group of muscles that start on the front end of the uh, uh, pelvis, where the pubic symphysis is, where the pubic bone is on the front side of you, south, if you will, of your belly button, and goes all the way around the backside to the coccyx or the tailbone. Now, that sling of muscles is responsible for starting and stopping the flow of urine, uh, opening and closing the anus so that you can eliminate, and also um, uh, f has a role in 
uh, orgasm as well. So here's a little interesting nugget. I have a whole podcast on pelvic floor, by the way, which I encourage you to go to because there's a lot of good information there. And it is one of my most popular uh, podcasts to date. So far more extensive information about pelvic floor there. But one in four women will be put into a nursing home because she has uh, dysfunction of the urinary tract, meaning that she leaks and probably leaks a lot or cannot control her bladder and is urinating wherever she's sitting. Um, so this is a big deal for women. And when your mother or aunt or sister cannot control her bladder, the emotions around that for the caregiver is not to be underestimated. That is one of the most stressful things for the caregiver to deal with is, is troubles with, with, uh, with bowel and bladder dysfunction. So really, knowing your anatomy now, knowing how to keep it healthy and to do good health practices around it makes a huge difference as you get older. And let me tell you, the hormones are, play a role in the function of these muscles very much too. So um, yeah, again, really good information for you in the Pelvic Floor Podcast. If you're interested in more information, please go there. Now, if we're talking about lady parts, we've talked about the pelvic floor, we've talked about the female erotic anatomy, take out a mirror, take a look at yourself, figure out where all these pieces and parts are so that you know. Because it's not the responsibility of our sex partners to teach us this. We should know ourselves. But because of the whole um, good girls don't, uh, religious influence, um, gosh, all influences from all kinds of places, we don't feel comfortable exploring our own anatomy. And we really should. I mean, Boys don't hesitate to, to fondle their man bits whenever they can. So uh, it's it would be a funny thing to think about a man disempowered about his genitalia the way that women are. So if you haven't embraced this, sister, now is the time. So if we're going to talk about lady parts, we're going to talk about the breasts. The breasts are fairly uh, simple um, structures themselves. Uh, you have the, the main breast tissue, which is primarily fatty tissue, although you do have milk ducts uh, in, in that tissue, Im embedded in that tissue. You have the nipple and the areola, which is the round area around the nipple. And you have, uh, this, this may be new information for you, but the breast itself goes up into the armpit. And um, that particular anatomical feature is called the tail of Spence. And in that area is the most um, concentrated area of lymphatic or lymph nodes. Okay, so you got to keep that lymph moving. If you're going to have breast cancer develop, it's far more likely to happen in this area into the armpit because of the concentration of lymph nodes, but also because of the stagnation of the lymphatic uh, fluid. It does not have a pump. The lymph system does not have a pump. It travels through the body next to the cardiovascular vessels, and it uses movement to move the fluid through the system, okay? So breast massage, a very, very important thing. You do not need to hire somebody to do that for you. You do it for yourself. Make a ritual of it. Again, there is a breast uh, podcast episode that I encourage you to go back to if you'd like more information about breast health. 
Um, but just some good information about it. The more time you can spend out of your brassiere, the better. Um, although um, I understand it's a good idea to wear one out of the house, but when you're in the house, um, I say let them fly free, <laughs> and uh, and that way you're you're not causing more stagnation of the lymphatic tissue. Okay, so we covered a whole lot of stuff today, and look, I know that there are going to be a lot of you that are going to be really uncomfortable with the stuff we talked about today because that's what we're taught. The patriarchy teaches us that we should not be empowered about our female anatomy. But my goodness, isn't this the very place where the continuation of the human race happens? Take a moment and respect the beauty of your pelvic anatomy, of your breast tissues, of your brain. Okay, so I like to finish always with some practical pieces. Here's what I say to you today. Number one, know your anatomy. Know where everything is. Become empowered about it. Somebody said to me years ago, you can't, pl- you can't teach someone else to pleasure you if you don't know how to pleasure yourself. Oh my gosh. That's not just about uh, uh, sexual uh, relations. That's about life. So know what your buttons are, know what pleases you, know what makes you happy, know your anatomy. Number two, do the work and let go of the traumatic and emotional pathology we carry as women. And look, one in three of us has been beaten or raped, abused in our lifetime. A lot of times we carry this in our pelvis because this is our area of security, especially sexual security. So there's lots of different options for you to process that don't carry it to your grave sister it'll be an early grave if you do do the work process it okay your uh, erotic anatomy will thank you so will your brain and your children and everybody else in your life and yourself number three embrace the goddess by honoring your sexual anatomy hopefully some of what i've told you today has given you the idea that the female Anatomy is really the center point of creation in the universe. Okay, so why not embrace that? Sadly, we live in a culture where a lot of us get our education about sex from pornography. And that's a really sad state of affairs because the porn industry, for the most part, is made by men for men. And features the male orgasm, but not so much on the female orgasm. There's a, it's a totally different animal. Our orgasms are meant to be waves. They're not meant to be a, a a big bang and done. Okay. So, and there's, there's other teachers who can teach you about that far better than I can. And who knows, that might be a future podcast, but, um, knowing your anatomy is the first part of that so that you can start to experience that for yourself. And number four, and finally understand you are responsible for your pleasure. No one else is. Your female erotic anatomy is a series of muscles of body parts, and of nerve pathways to the brain. If you don't use those pleasure pathways, you lose them. And it isn't just about sexual activity or erotic activity. It's about life. 
and how fluid and supple you are with your own pleasure and the pleasure of others. Okay, so let's wrap for today. I did want to tell you that uh, starting uh, next week, so that would be April 18th, Tuesday mornings at 11.30 Mountain Standard Time, join me on the Not Your Mother's Menopause podcast page on Facebook for Facebook Live where you can actually live chat with me and ask me questions about this podcast, which will will be released on the 17th, or about anything really related to uh, hormones or menopause or just being a woman or really anything. So I'll be there as long as there are people there asking questions um, or I have to see patients one or the other. So that's Tuesday, April 18th. I'll be sending out an email. If you're not on the email list, go to my website, it's drlovely.expert. Uh, sign up for the uh, email list there or and certainly go to the Facebook page, Not Your Mother's Menopause podcast page on Facebook and like us there and uh, you'll be able to join us on the live event so i hope everyone has a great weekend long weekend or not easter passover whatever you're celebrating maybe none of the above and you're celebrating yourself this weekend and your family i wish you well and i look forward to seeing you on the facebook live on tuesday the views and nutritional advice expressed by dr fiona lovely are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service if you have or suspect that you have a medical problem, promptly contact your health care provider. No information offered here should be interpreted as a diagnosis of any disease, nor an attempt to treat or prevent or cure any disease or condition. As with any new advice or program, you should always contact your health care provider prior to starting anything new. Thank you.